Shut up and sit down. How's it going there guys and uh, welcome. This is going to be known as the Irish Dota 2 podcast and I am Mitch and some of you know me already by my Twitter handle maybe from being around the scene for, well when I say a scene I make it sound like I'm quite important in the scene where I'm not really. There's some like areas where people will recognize me from um, and maybe I'll, I'll bring them up as I go along with this introduction, which is already off to a great start. But um, yeah, my name is Mitch. Go by Diddy Mitch on Twitter. And like I mentioned, this is the Irish Dota 2 podcast. And the intro is basically going to be me talking about a little bit about myself and maybe a little bit of why I'm getting into this. And another thing you probably noticed, um, not many podcasts do this, but currently I'm writing solo on this. And I'll get into that in a little bit as well. Um, so my background, um, I'll start before I got into kind of Dota 2, but kind of where my podcasting, uh, background started. So I used to, uh, run a website, um, totally like, you know, a non-profit website for basically doing video games. And that was known as Celtic Gamer. And before that I did other, uh, podcasts and stuff for other companies. And the reason being was not to like get in to just do games reviews so I get free copies. It was literally like if they had a podcasting department, I wanted to be on the podcast, whether it was hosting or whether it was just being there to uh, bounce ideas off and just have general general conversations about just video games and like, you know, it was definitely, it's always been a part of me growing up. Um, And so let's just go back to like Celtic Gamer. So that website, I, I ran for about maybe, I think we ran for about a year. It was about a year of running that website. And it was basically like an Irish kind of video game reviews website. And we did news, we did reviews, we did like live streams and stuff. And we uh, did podcasts. And on that podcast, there was me, another one of my friends known as Ross Mortimer, um, Adam McDermott. Um, who is a very good YouTuber that I'm not sure if you've seen his work. If you haven't, definitely check it out. He does really good re- videos. And uh, Ian Dunhu was another one of my friends that was on that podcast. And, um, like, really, really enjoyed. I think we got up to, like, 25, no, maybe more than 25 episodes. Um, and it was really, really, really fun. Um, and as time went on, we... The last thing about the website to kind of go was the podcast. Like, uh, it got really slow. It was hard to find people that were kind of like to stay motivated to put in good work, but and get like not like notoriety from people reading it. But like at the end of the day, I'm not really a marketing guy. I'm not sure about how to generate money in running a website. And I think these days it's like getting super super hard. And it wasn't really something that I want to look into. And it wasn't really something that I could dedicate the time because upon trying to find people to do reviews, trying to get them reviews copies and trying to do the videos and trying to podcast, I just didn't have I just didn't have the time. And also on top of that, running a full time job, um, a 
40-hour week job was pretty tough. So we left her running for a while, and it was really the podcast was my like the podcast was definitely the part of the week that I look forward to most. Um, just whatever we're going to talk about, whatever games. Uh, each week we would set each other a challenge, which was kind of cool, where we like you need to get this trophy in this game, um, and whoever didn't get it, we just we didn't have any forfeits or anything. I think we were planning like whoever got like twenty five in a row or something was the winner or something like that, and. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it, but uh, as time went on, I got in a new job uh, where I was working with Blizzard Entertainment, and I really wanted that to work out, so I kind of like put the podcast on hold. Um, I didn't want it to be indefinitely, uh, but it actually just turned out in the end it was indefinitely. Um, it was just uh, too hard to get back into. Um, still friends with the guys and stuff, but uh, just life got in the way we all had like some people at college some people at work um and everything uh so yeah i haven't really done podcasts since it's been like god i think two three years and i was something like i wanted to get back into and now we're gonna like venture on to like i wanted to get back into it but i kind of like in the past couple of years i my gaming hasn't dip or anything but I, ha- I haven't really been playing console games and it's been primarily and the guys could even tell this was going in this route during my time on the podcast because every week i would bring up dota it was just because uh dota came along and totally uh i got hooked i mean i have been playing dota i can't give the exact date so maybe for the next episode i'll be a little bit more prepared and have those uh, but definitely like 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 since uh, TI three I think was when I first heard about it, and it was through the giant bombcast actually. Brad on that show was bringing it up quite a bit, and I was like, "What is this game?" And even when I first played it, I I think I just solely played Dragon Knight, and I played him because I liked that he had a shield, I liked that he had a sword, and he could turn into a dragon. That was it. I kind of looked at it more of the fantasy RPG style. And, uh, yeah, uh, I didn't, it didn't, it wasn't until I think, I think this is with everyone, to be honest, like, it's not until, like, you're a certain amount of hours in where it kind of clicks, and you kind of understand Dota 2, um, I mean, when I say understand, I mean, you get about 10% of what that game is, because, as we all know, even though it's just this one little map that has these three lanes, that has five different characters, it sounds so simple, but... It's really not. And, like, even since I started playing it back then, there's still things that I'm learning now that I didn't know at the time. And it's just that game where you're forever increasing your knowledge and you're forever, like, finding new cool things to try out and do. Um, Whether that be going Bloodseeker. Uh, Probably the most fun I've had lately, and I haven't done in a while, was... uh, (laughs) It's a pretty dick move, but I think a few of us probably already try this, where you would go Bloodseeker, you would get four staff, you would rupture someone, and you would uh, Blood Rage them, and you just four staff them and watch them just die. Um, a tip that I would give, and this, uh, hey, I suppose I should kind of like get into the nitty gritty of like this podcast and what's it, what I'm aiming to do with it, and uh, like long term, hopefully, what will happen. So. Um, if you're uh, coming to this podcast uh, to learn about Dota, um, there will be times where I'll talk about the game, um, 
but this podcast won't be focused about going into depth about uh how to say uh, like really what i'm trying to focus on is more of the esports side of this where i'm actually going to focus more on like the teams and on the players and kind of go into that side of it because i think like i'll be honest like i'm a 3k player um and i could definitely increase that for sure but i uh, for the past two years maybe i've just played unranked um because I've, I've just had more fun in unranked and yeah i could like increase my mr and not be called a scrub and stuff um and it sounds like I'm making excuses. <clears throat> and there was times where I thought, like, yeah, maybe I should. But um, I just enjoy playing the game and not having to worry. And I don't want to get that mindset of, like, because nothing's worse when you lose MMR. Like, it really does kind of affect your day. Um, like, I can definitely get a... Ah, it's not snarky, but, like, it's definitely... It, it definitely weighs on you if you take it really, really seriously. If you like lose like a hundred MMR, I remember I I think I lost I think I gained like a hundred MMR one day and the next day I lost one hundred and twenty five and like that that sucked. Um, so my competitiveness that side was like, eh, let's just play unranked. And I thought I get bored of unranked because I thought I want to like I want to be better at this game. I want to increase my like um level of knowledge and I can increase that by showing it to people that like look at my MMR. And, like, that's totally fine if there's people out there that want to do that. And I think they're absolutely right to do that. I'm not saying I'm right as well. I just think it's my preferred way to play. Sometimes I'll dip in and I'll, tr you know, try it out and stuff. I wish I could trade away those double up MMR things because, like, I know there's people out there that, like, use them straight away. It's, like, increase. Um, but I think I did it once or twice and stuff. Um, but, yeah, so... Like the podcast, uh, like as you'll also notice, it's just myself. So I'm going to get into that in a little bit. Like ideally long term, I don't want this podcast to just be me every week uh, talking. There's definitely going to be times in the podcast where I'd like to get people to come on board and get like just have a general like discussion about like maybe not even about what they think of the game, but like maybe like the background stories of like what's what's what is it about Dota that you know has them hooked because you know maybe it doesn't have them hooked maybe like they jump in they play for a month and then they can go away for two months maybe ti comes up and they get back into it i know i, I know a few people like that um whereas for me at this moment in time and a lot of people will probably say oh it's because you're just waiting on the patch but uh i haven't actually played dota properly in about maybe a month or so and um it's not because i got pissed off about the current patch it's not like oh it's the same heroes every time like uh like i'll go in and i'll play a techies game and i'll have my fun and i won't ruin people's games i generally like to actually try and win i don't like go in to pick techies and suicide and just go back to base i actually pretty i play a pretty good techie sometimes um like i play to have fun and like there's times where i'm i'm not having fun and i do get like a little bit frustrated by that but like you know, it's the coin toss of the game. You can't, you can't always have fun, and then the other guys always have a bad time. Because if it was that case, there'd be fifty percent of the player base cut out straight away. Um, it's got to be a give and take. Ideally, we always wanted to be a bit more of a give, like ideally. And for most parts, I find it generally is that. Um, I think my win to loss ratio is 
I like I think I'm like 53% or maybe 56 I'm not too sure I can check Dota buff but um yeah so I uh this has been a while since I've podcasted and generally I'm pretty good about staying on topic and not forgetting why I'm going into a rambling rant um but yeah I'll be honest I'm like a little bit nervous about doing this because uh like doing a podcast solo I know there's people out there that do it and they do a fantastic job of it um I've never done this solo and ideally I I would like to have uh, regular people on with me um but unfortunately in Ireland uh only me and Shane O'Mad play Dota so uh and I I haven't reached out to him yet but it would be kind of cool if he ever like did join for a podcast or so um the invitation's always there the invitation's actually out there for anyone that kind of want to come wants to come on and talk about the game and like I that's really what I'm doing this for like I'm not doing it to like I'm not going to be try edu- like there's going to be parts where it's going to be educational, but like I mentioned, like I'm my main focus about this podcast, especially if I'm doing solo, is to like maybe each week I'm gonna pick like a, a player, and like I'll do it actually later on in this podcast. I do have a player lined up, and I'm like gonna kind of like go into the background of the player and like kind of um you know bring up how they started, what teams they're on, and like maybe like go into the high points of Dota for them and the low points of Dota. It, it's really still up in the air. It's still something that it's definitely not uh, hammered out. But as time goes on, um, I hope this podcast will get better. And my ability to look into these players and dive deep. And like even the player that I'm doing today, I might be going out of my depth and going into him right now. But I feel like after watching his performances here, it's a good person to pick. Because I think he's one of the players that's on our, all our minds. So um yeah, stick around, and I'll bring them up. Um, and yeah, if I don't do them justice, if I don't to think I do them justice in this episode, um, down the line, there'll definitely be like repeat episodes where I'll bring up a player again because, like, let's let's face it, uh, Reddit's very popular, and if I get called out for fucking up about someone, like, I definitely want to go back and recorrect that. I don't want this to be a podcast where, like, I'm definitely going to say some things, and there's definitely going to be people that will say that's not right or you're completely wrong how would you get your facts wrong on this like yeah i'm gonna try and do my best to be 100 percent on this and make it good content and basically not bullshit you if you're here for the ride with it with me and for people that are listening right now super appreciate you for sticking around and i hope you enjoy the content i'm going to deliver um but yeah so i yeah like i said i was kind of like afraid about doing a podcast on my own about dota i would have liked to have someone with me but it's just as i said currently right now people that i do know that play dota that i sometimes play with um i'm gonna bring up another podcast that i use i still listen to and enjoy uh it was the we like dota podcast um if you're a fan of that you probably heard me being mentioned sometimes playing techies with those guys a couple of years ago um that was back when I had a job that where I would work from 4 to 12 and then I would finish at 12 and then it'd be kind of perfect timing for those guys because they were over in the States. So they would just be finishing up their day and hopping on playing Dota and I'd play with them until like 4 o'clock in the morning. It was good times. But now I've got a job where I'm 10 to 6 and I, I quite like my job and I think the good thing about my job now is that uh, it's uh, very easy to orientate my life around getting this podcast done at least once a week. Um, 
and also working on other things on top of this. Like the podcast is going to be my main focus. Um, but from there, I would like to grow my content. Um, unfortunately, at this moment in time, like streaming was something that I wanted to do. But uh, where I'm located right now in Ireland, uh, my internet speeds are not ideal for upload. It actually, I can't upload at all. Like it would just be so choppy and stuff, which is unfortunate. Um, but hopefully relocating soon. And if I relocate, then these podcasts, instead of them being uh, just a recording that I record and edit and put up, we can do possibly a live show and then uh, take the audio from the live show and, you know, fix it up and uh, put it through Audacity and stuff. Um, but yeah, so without further ado, uh, that's kind of my intro about me and my background. Um, yeah, been playing Dota since about TI3. Um, got kind of understanding Dota after a year about after playing it, and for the past two, three years, I've really played nothing else but Dota. Um, some games here and there, uh, like pretty much Sony exclusives are my kind of games that will drag me away, like Horizon Zero Dawn was that game this year. Um, I did pick up Destiny in the past month because I kind of put down Dota um, for a bit. Um, because, like, right now what I'm doing is uh, with work, uh, I have a little bit more time for work to do something that I'm working on at the moment. Um, but I will get back to Dota. Um, I'm actually still staying up to date with the tournaments that's going on. I can put tournaments on while I'm working, which is great. And I've been really enjoying them. And then that's one of the reasons why I thought maybe doing a podcast would be kind of cool to kind of focus more on the scene of Dota than actually focus more on like, you know, just playing the game with your friends and stuff. Because I think a lot of there's some podcasts out there that focus on that. Um, and there's definitely podcasts out there that focus on both things. Um, but for me, I'm going to try and focus on the players, the the scene, what I think of it. Um, hopefully over time I can come up with like some good ideas about you know how to improve it um because currently right now uh, i have some thoughts about it um i'll get into them a little bit later uh so this is the introduction part for me so uh the next part is uh i'm going to try and do a new segment i'm not sure how well it's going to go uh just going to go over basically the past week in dota and things that have maybe come up um things that are interesting to me uh, teams that maybe I think they're doing quite well, teams that I were hoping they would do very well that currently aren't. Um, but yeah, so let's get into news. Um, and yeah. Okay, so uh, probably the biggest news this week. Um, a lot of you that are listening, if you follow Dota, you probably already heard. But uh, maybe there's some people out there that haven't got the news yet um, and are new to the game. So. Valve uh, tweeted out on Thursday that the patch is going to be released on November 1st, which is going to be known as the Dueling Fates patch, where I believe that we're getting introduced two new heroes into the game. I don't know a lot about the heroes. I have my thoughts about one of the abilities of the heroes is going to be a break ability, because in the video, he is uh, dueling against a bristleback, and he cuts his quills off uh, his back, and we all know that one of the best counters to bristleback is to have a item that will break his uh, passive um so i think that's going to be one of the abilities for the for the hero that's uh wielding the sword um 
so the patch I'm looking forward to seeing what it brings um, I don't I'm not a person that feels like we need a new patch I definitely think there's some heroes that need to be nerfed but in regards to like uh, new items and stuff uh, I always excited when I see the game get new items um, some items I think are definitely OP I thought like when I first heard of Dragonlance I thought that was going to be the most broken thing ever um, and it didn't really turn out to be but there's some heroes where it's just like if you get a sniper with Dragonlance and you max range like it's crazy you can like siege uh, like you can siege high ground without even have to like all you need is vision um, and the enemy can't like hit you so I mean the real counter to that then would be well let's just make sure a sniper has a very very rough game which you know can be quite easy because sniper is a hard hero to keep alive um, and if you're putting in mid this patch has been all about mids getting pretty much you know three manned or two manned ganked all the time so yeah like I thought it was going to be a broken item but in the end actually it, it's still OP in some heroes but uh, it's not as broken as I thought so yeah I'm looking forward to if we get a new item um, usually they release a couple with new patches uh, so we'll see so two new heroes some new items would be definitely cool um, for the game with nerfs and stuff I mean people are just praying out like for a, a nerf to happen to was it Necro, Lich, Venno has been you know picked a lot uh, Earthshaker but like the thing about Earthshaker is like and I could be wrong about this but I don't think he really got a buff like that made him super OP or played a lot during TI I just think is people discovered his ability to manipulate the game um, and maybe underrated or undervalued the hero like I think the only buff he got was his Agnum Scepter where he could uh, Michael Jordan people um, and I'm not I have I I know it's been played in some pro games, but I don't think like in like TI was an item that was picked up unless the the team was just having fun and just dominating. Like I know when I play Earthshaker, and I definitely pick it up because uh, it's not only good like for it's not only just funny, but it's a it's like a blink. And if you're in a fight and you lose that fight and you're trying to escape and you can't blink because they're just on top of you. You can like, you know, Michael Jordan up to high ground and then they have no one to catch you unless there's an Earth Spirit and then by then your blink might be up. So um, I think it's more of a good defensive ability. Uh, so normally like the way I would play Earthshaker from having a very good game, like my items would generally go like Blink Dagger um, and then maybe Russian Agonims uh, or maybe go Shadow Blade, uh, Shadow Blade Agonims. Like, uh, I think the funniest thing to do is, uh, because, uh, his ability just, like, gets multiplied, or is it multiplied by the damage you have? So, like, building, like, a chrysalis using your W and just shadow blading up the amount of damage that does to someone. And if you crit, it's, like, nearly an instant kill. So, yeah, uh, Earthshaker can be for sure fun to play in that, like, in that manner. So, but I, I yeah, I don't think he needs to get... I mean, it'll probably happen, or maybe they'll just think of something that can just uh, not debuff Earthshaker's abilities, but just do something in the game that makes it makes him not as a great 
of a hero pick as he is currently. Um, heroes that I would love to see get buffs. Uh, I don't know. Like I miss Slark. Like Slark isn't played as much as he was like last TI. Uh, not many people are picking him, and I don't think he really got a debuff. Um, I think he's a really strong hero. Like when I played Slark, I would generally play Slark mid, and I think I was on like a. I was nearly about to beat my longest win run, which I think I was like 13 wins in a row. Um, and I would always just pick a mid. I don't even know what I would do differently. I just, um, I, I guess it was probably that uh, I had my MMR is not that high, so I would never really get ganked mid by the enemy team. So it was probably okay to free farm ish. Um, yeah, I would just then just go Shadowblade and just go around killing and stuff. Uh, so yeah, I like to see Slark uh, get something new or just get picked up again because I, I think he I think he's pretty fun. Like you don't like you don't really see these heroes anymore building shadow blades. You see offlaners building shadow blades, but you don't really see carries build shadow blades these days. Like some still do. He's good on some heroes, but yeah. Um, I mean, I love Crystal Maiden. Uh, I'd like to see something with her like get buffed. Like, Crystal Maiden's a fun hero to play when you're, like, level 25 because you just get the ability that your Q will basically nearly one-shot a wave. Um, it just increases the damage. I can't remember how much buy, but it's a lot. Um, so that is pretty fun. Crystal Maiden late game, if you get there, is a hell of a lot of fun. But, yeah, like, like the, her last, the last patch, what was it? They introduced uh, more of a mana cost for your freeze. Oh, that sucked. <laughs> I mean, like, I love Crystal Maiden, so, you know, if you hurt her, I just don't like you. Um, and that's what they did with the last patch. They nerfed the jungle, and then they also, with 7.0, they changed the jungle layout, so I could no longer do my... You know, I would get... If I was playing a pub, um, and I was on Dire, I would get a Quilling Blade. I would cut down some trees so I could double stack two camps at the same time. And once I get level 6, I would have, like, the camp stacked, like, a couple of times. Maybe 3, 4, maybe even 5 times. I can't even remember. I have a video up online of it. Um, but, yeah, and then you just farm with your ultimate. It was just, like, you know, Blink Dagger City from there and just go around gank after that. Uh, they also, like, increased her cooldown of the of her ultimate as well. Yeah, that's another... Uh, God, yeah, they really hit my lady hard. Uh... So yeah, I miss not seeing Chris Maiden too much. And when she is played in like pro games, uh, I don't, I, I could be very wrong, but those pro games generally they don't win. Um, her passive is still really, really good. Like it's crazy good passive, but she just got nerfed way too much. Like she didn't just get nerfed to her abilities, but like just the jungle nerfing for that hero is she's very important for her to like get level two and then just roam a bit. And you can't really do that anymore because the jungle just takes a bit longer for you to get level 2 if you get the perfect creep spawns. Um, other things I like to see with this patch? Uh, I don't know. Something that we're not expecting. like Something just like that's just going to be crazy. Like More ags uh, upgrades are always fun. <clears throat> um, but I don't know. Like, that's one of the things I miss about the old patch is with Roshan that there was always like a kind of cliff. Uh, that was like just, you know, you could 
cliff people with dark seer and stuff like that like man that was like it was i know it was definitely infuriating for the enemy team to be cliffed but that was just like the coolest thing to see is like someone playing a dark seer and he just five man cliffs an enemy team um and you just take roshan like i've never been able to pull it off i'm not that good but it was just like one of those exciting things that would happen in a pro game that you just no longer get uh so maybe adding like a cliff again to Roshan. I know they probably won't. Um, I think there's just way too many complaints about that. Uh, you can still cliff heroes. We've seen it where Rubik's have cliffed people on that top uh, rune spot for Dire. Um, and same with Tiny and stuff, clipping people. Uh, yeah, like I've never been able to do it. I think I did it once or twice, cliff someone, and it just it, it's just quite funny to cliff someone and they're just stuck there. But I can see why it's definitely not an enjoyment for the other the other player. If you're like, if you understand Dota and you like Dota and it happens to you, you just have to laugh. It's just like, yeah, you know, I should, I should have, I should have expected Magnus to do that. So, um, but yeah, the new patch, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing like what it does with the pro scene, like what teams are going to get, like pretty much teams will get buffed and debuffed by patches as well. Like your team is surrounded around playing these specific heroes because they're really really strong and those heroes get debuffs it means that they have to pick up new heroes and like that's gonna be exciting like um i think the one the hero that's been played a lot that i'm really happy to see is pugna like pugna is like super strong like that hero's ability to like just push down lanes is just so broken actually so he'll probably get a debuff but um yeah i don't know like a hero that i'd like to see back in the meta is probably slark and Chris the Maiden. I mean, if I'm being really honest, I, I'd love to see my techies return. Um, I definitely, I definitely uh, was a I I was and kind of still am like a techie spammer, but like I'm not the annoying techie spammer where I'm just looking to get like cheap kills because you can no longer get cheap kills because they've nerfed them. And I mean, like as much as I'll agree with the nerfs, I still don't like them. <laughs> Uh, like I play Dota to have fun and yeah sometimes you know that the other players on the enemy's team are not having a good time but that's just Dota man like what do you expect but uh I don't know like not even like to get a buff but like just to know that he's back in captain's mode and there might be just a team like you know Mineski Ice 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 just says give me techies I want to play techies and uh he just does it um yeah man TI TI5 was fun to watch and there's there were some fun games just watching teams pick up techies and the fact that like techies is like nearly a number one pick against EEG and like TI five to me it was just so funny to think about like um yeah that hero is fun like I I think that hero is like it, like he is le like legit like he is a legit hero to play like as in not just like trying to put lay down mines to get cheap kills like it doesn't really happen that way anymore like yeah sometimes they it's like actually very rare that you get like a cheap kill on the mine um maxing your q to like level three and just one shotting waves is like the most broken but brilliant thing on that hero like you can literally like if you get to like level seven um and you're having a good lane like just push down that tower like you literally walk up to their creep wave and you kill their wave like if they have a ranged hero and they can just kill that mine before it explodes yeah that kind of sucks because that's like gold going to them and you've wasted mana and you're also you're going to also get hit by their creeps it's actually like a really really um 
it hurts techies a lot. Um, ah, yeah, maybe it's something I could do. Maybe I should go into do segments on this podcast where maybe I bring up heroes that things that I think that can be done with them to improve them and stuff. I, like, we'll see. Like this podcast is um, this podcast is really ideally. I want to cover as much as possible, but cover things that I know people are going to tune in to listen to. Um, and like going on about heroes' abilities and breaking down patches and stuff, I'll I'll bring up stuff like that. But uh, like I meant, like I said, my focus will be on delivering like like recent and relevant news. Uh, generally, like not about patches, but maybe about like the players and the teams. Um, but we'll see. It's like it all depends on how it goes and. Your feedback as well and all this that I'm doing is much appreciated. And if you're curious about like where you can submit feedback, like we have all like the social medias um, on the website. The website I will not have I have like the SoundCloud and I also will have this up on iTunes. So from there there'll be links to give feedback. But if you want to like email, uh, we have our email address is bum 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 bum. Let me just go here. Uh, I believe we are irishdota2podcast at gmail.com is our email address. Um, on Twitter, we're irishdota2pod because irishdota2podcast uh, was too long, unfortunately. But I think pod was, you know, people will get it. Um, but yeah, if you like come up with things like if there's segments that you're not enjoying or you think that I maybe not doing a good job on, but maybe you still want it to improve. By all means, would love feedback. Uh, so if you want to submit it by email or over on Twitter, um, by all means do. If you guys want to go and create like a subreddit for this, I Reddit is really, I go on Reddit, but I'm not very good at it. And I think Reddit is really, from my perspective, Reddit's not really for the content creator. It's more for the content community, whether they want to create like a Reddit uh, form and moderate it and stuff. So if there are people out there that want to you know hop on and do that much love to you guys much appreciated um definitely will bring it up if that happens um yeah sounds like i'm signing off the show but uh unfortunately you have you you have me for a little while more um so that was the patch uh currently right now we have pgl bucharest going on and at this time i believe navi have been eliminated um by bgj um and Secret are lined up next for their next game. I'm not entirely sure who they're actually their opponents are. So in real time, I'm going to go on Twitch and I'm going to get that information for you. So for me, um, out of all the teams that are at this event, uh, Secret would probably be my team that I would like to see, you know, uh, win the event. Uh, Secret, I like their lineup. I've always liked Secret. I'm pretty sure I have like their first jersey. Um that they released uh why do i like their lineup uh so always been big fan of puppy um not like really from his navi days like i mean he's he did amazing on navi um uh mid one like probably one of the best one-on-one mids out there like along with like sumail um probably yeah one of the things i'd like to see from the patch actually now just to jump back on there um we don't get to see mids do as flashy plays as they used to because like generally like i'm watching it right now and uh, mid one is playing puck and dubu as an earth spirit just sitting behind him and he's going to initiate 
Uh, he just gets ruptured. Ubu comes in. He does a kick, and mid one is probably gonna die. Yeah, mid one's dead. He's playing against Blood Seeker. He got ruptured. Um, yeah, like uh, this whole like, hey, let's go mid and gank like a minute three is, you know, it used to be that the safe laners had the hard time. Um, and they still do. Like, don't get me wrong. But I'd like to see it that, you know, if I want to play Storm mid, I just get my six minutes alone against 1v1 mid. And if I get a kill mid, it's because I outskill that person. But if he gets a kill on me and because, like, an Earth Spirit rolls in, like, you know, he wouldn't have been able to beat me one-on-one. And I think that's one of the things that Sumail is, like, he wants a new patch now because that just doesn't happen anymore. Like, you know, Sumail is definitely... Like, it's hard to say who's, like, the better 1v1 mid, actually. Like, Smale's definitely up there. I think mid one is up there. Um, other mids that I think are up there. Um, I know a lot of people don't really like him. Or not that they don't like him, but maybe they think he's overrated. But I think he's pretty good is um, uh, Cancel. Cancel is pretty good. Um, so, yeah. Uh, back on track, Mitch. Yeah, uh, so PGL, uh, Bucharest going on right now. Uh, I'm really enjoying the event. I've been watching it uh, the past couple of days. I haven't seen all the matches. I watched uh, EG versus... Oh, they were playing VTJ, actually. And uh, that was a fun series. That was the one where it was like EG won the first game e- pretty easily. And then VGJ won the second game. And then the third game was where VGJ just looked like they had the win. Like, pretty much, like, it's actually... Uh, that's one that they're going to think back on and be like, we shouldn't have lost that one. Um, maybe they should have pushed earlier. Uh, it was brought up against uh, their spirit uh, player in that game. Uh, it was brought up that uh, he didn't really perform as well. And maybe if he, when he got his eggs, he was able to do the roll in, kick one of the guys out and killed him. And they didn't have buyback. Very possible they would have had an easier time. Um but yeah, that was just a really, really long game. I think it went like 70 minutes. And at the end of it, you could just see it on everyone's faces on EG. They were just like, oh, thank God that's over. Because I think if they lost, that would have been like, you know, to hold on for that length of time with a sniper uh, is, you know, it's definitely like draining. But uh, yeah, let's oh, back on to, uh, you know, back on Team Secret. So yeah, I've always like, I'd say in the past when the first like announced Team Secret, I was definitely like, on board uh secret fanboy for sure uh i've still always liked them since like their last lineup with we uh misery and turtle and envy when i first heard of the lineup i wasn't really sold um i would be honest um and i have to like i definitely e- uh, eat my words on this i think uh when i first heard the lineup i was like i don't think misery could you know i don't think misery is cut out for offlane um and he took him a while to get into the role but I mean, they got to Frankfurt where I seen them live, and then they got to Shanghai where they won the event. And yeah, I was like, I was quite shocked. I was like, I was definitely looking to see them play as well. But I have to say, like uh, the, the Shanghai major, uh, him and Weha were definitely standouts. I remember one of their games; he was on a Darkseer, and Weha was on a Wind Ranger, which at the time was really fun to watch. Actually, like. Wind Ranger when she was in the meta and she was playing mid by Weeha, that was like so fun to watch. But uh it doesn't really happen anymore unfortunately. I'm not even sure why. I don't know whether she got nerfed or maybe just other heroes got buffed that, you know, she wasn't viable, but they played some amazing games together during the Shanghai Major. Um and yeah, then the new iteration 
the well the one now but just the one previous like i i thought kezu was a fantastic offlaner i was actually shocked that they uh they dropped him uh mp i was i could kind of see it coming that he wouldn't be there after ti i thought actually he would have been gone maybe before ti um i don't think mp is a bad player i think i don't think he was just uh suited to the playstyle of secret maybe um secret or uh, a team that move around a lot um whereas i think m well maybe i shouldn't say that because i think when i see him on immortals playing mid he definitely does move around but i don't know maybe i just feel like he didn't know his place and i don't think that was his fault i just think they didn't gel uh perfectly well together um so but he seems to be doing quite well on mortals now like mortals are looking really really strong they're a fun team to watch actually this event um but this new uh this team roster with uh fada playing the offlane um he's been having some amazing games on doom and then ace who i i wasn't aware of who ace was um i heard that he's uh, very well known for his meepo plays uh he's adjusting into the role i think uh give him a bit more time he's going to get more comfortable uh yapsor is just a phenomenal uh, position for probably like it's been said like he's probably one of the best position fours out there right now um one of the funnest people to ever watch play a rubik so yeah and like puppy captaining them like i think puppy like a lot of time in the past i think it's been well documented that puppy was not the most easiest person to uh work with because it was a kind of like his idea or no idea but uh from a lot of the interviews about team secret whenever teams are talking um they bring up that the fact that when they first heard about you know you know i'm joining team secret i better be careful like apparently his tone has changed he's more open to listening to ideas i think uh the time they're fighting to get into boston or kiev i think it was kiev uh there's that really funny video of like their last game and uh it was definitely well known that like puppy went over and hugged kezu and kezu was like huskar draft you know basically complimenting on him pick like saying to chess to pick huskar it's a good huskar game so yeah so it was definitely uh, a team effort so yeah like i'd like to see secret like uh start to perform better and i think like they have been performing amazingly and like any of their qualifiers like they've been just dominating but whatever it is when they just get on land it's like uh i i don't know whether it's just the teams are flat out better or maybe there's just a bit of like nerves or something and like it's you know it's hard to pinpoint if there's someone on on the team that well like for me it might be because i think everyone on the team is playing to the best of their abilities i think two players that are just new to team definitely you can give them some more time to fit in um and down the line maybe we'll be looking at like a team secret that can like i mean during ti team secret like that game that they played against team liquid the very first game like they absolutely dominated like team secret at one point were very close to knocking out team liquid um at ti and then ti team liquid went on to win so you can actually like make the argument that well what if team secret you know didn't have to play team liquid and they played like a team another one like you know team secret could have definitely got a you know they could have went a bit further for sure um but yeah that's always i don't think teams like to think that way i think if they start thinking like oh maybe if we play like a lower level team we would have gotten like further and got more money than the other ones like no just on the day they were the better team that's the way to think about it move on learn from mistakes so yeah um 
yeah, so uh, we'll go back to this game. Team Secret are five kills. And the Mortals are three. Oh, shit, it's game three, actually. So winner goes on, uh, stays alive. Loser gets knocked out. So, all right, I think, uh, actually, I'll start to probably wind up this. Uh, oh, Fada's getting ganked. Fada's dead. Before I've got him. I'm the true offlaner Fada. <laughs> um... So yeah, PGL, really enjoying it. Uh, really nice to see Paul back in to, back doing uh, hosting. Uh, definitely missed him at TI, but like TI this year we had Day9, and like I'm a big fan of Day9. I love his content. I just think like he's really good for the scene. Like he's another one of those people like where Slacks came in, and Slacks definitely like was perfect for the scene too. Like I enjoy Slacks content. I enjoy Day9. I think. Like I uh, like you know you can call me biased and stuff, but I I am a subscriber to him on Twitch, and I just like he's just one of those people that's just nice to listen to. Like if I was go on about other like uh, Twitch streamers I enjoy, uh, I like uh, Shroud who plays a lot um, PUBG. Um, he's just one of those guys like he's really really good at the game, but he doesn't get angry at the game. As in like if something happens to him or if he messes up, he just laughs. Um, or he learns from it like uh, I generally try not watch streamers that um, like yeah they learn from mistakes but they just you know flame and stuff like that like yeah sometimes I watch some guys like I mean I have to say like I watch Dr. Disrespect but I think it's more like you go there to watch him be him and that's just him uh, uh, but I don't think like at the end of the day he well maybe he does but maybe he's just fooling me but I just think like He's fun personality to watch and stuff. Um, other streamers I like. I mean, I like Admiral Bulldog. I think like he is definitely like super good player, and I think he, if Admiral Bulldog wants to come back and uh, competitive, I think he would still like he would do very well. Like he's very very good game or very very good player. But uh, yeah, so PJ Bluecrest. <laughs> I am so good at getting off tangent, but I don't think it's supposed to be a good thing. But um. Yeah, it's looking good so far. I hope uh, Secret like uh, pull off this game and get some points under the bo uh, under their belt. Um, and also be good like motivation for uh, like Ace and also <clears throat> Ace and Fata who are new to the team. Um, other news, uh, not a whole pile of other news. I mean, other than that one tweet from Dota Two, it's been pretty quiet since. Uh, in regards to tournaments that are coming up, um, there is bah, 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 bah. actually I don't know. Sorry guys, this is a uh, like this is still a work in progress. I'm still trying to like uh work out like things to include like that should be news. Like Pyramids think about doing like a like a a segment of like I go to Reddit and maybe I just bring up like things that were put up on Reddit that. Maybe it could be just a highlight of someone that just did an amazing clip, and then I can just link it into the blog post for people to watch. Um, yeah, so like this first podcast obviously won't be my greatest work. This podcast is really about me, uh, about me trying to get my uh, personality across, things I like, things I don't like, uh, and also just talking about uh, what I want to do with the podcast and, you know, try and deliver content that I can be quite proud of and also that maybe down the line might be something that, you know, can help me 
progress in that field because it's definitely like I love podcasting. I love listening to podcasts. Uh, if you want to know what podcasts I like, I generally tweet about them and stuff. But uh, for me, like every week, it's like uh, top of my list is uh, the Giant Bombcast. Um, I just like those guys. They're funny. They talk about pretty much every game, and also mention some pretty games, uh, pretty good games I should uh, uh, check out. They all have different personalities in video games. Some play the same game. Some definitely play games that the others wouldn't. Um, so even like after listening today, I went back and listened to their game of the year 2015. I was like, yeah, Invisible Ink. I never checked that out, but it sounds pretty cool. So yeah, Giant Bombcast would be at the top of my list. Um, after that, um, I have to say I like Rebel FM. Uh, I've been listening to them for a while. Uh, I like Antiagaos. I like... Uh, they had Mitch Dyer on it. He's gone off now. He's working on the Star Wars game. Hope that works out well for you, Mitch. All the best. Um, we've got Talking Orange. Who's on that? Um, Matt, if I remember correctly, is his name. I could be wrong. Shit. Um, yeah, so Rebel FM. I like listening to those guys. Anthony Gagos is a pretty funny dude. Uh, I, I actually, even though... Okay, so this is going to be kind of like... This won't even make sense. But... Um, so I used to be a, a, a podcast Beyond fan, uh, Beyond fan, and uh, quite I quite enjoyed Beyond when we had Colin Greg on there uh, hosting the show, um, and I just enjoyed their camaraderie. Uh, I I felt like I was part of that community. Um, I'm not saying I don't like uh, who's on it now. Like I think it's Brian Altano and it's like uh, uh, Max Goldblum and stuff. Um, but it's just it's it's just uh it wasn't the same and i don't think it's like they're doing a bad job or anything it's just i uh, i only have so many hours where i can listen to podcasts and i just uh i decided that for some reason even though i don't even own an xbox uh uh at all uh i actually quite enjoy podcast unlocked um i think ryan does a phenomenal job in hosting i I don't follow all his content, but uh, I definitely try and check out his uh, IGN's um, Unfiltered, where he uh, will interview someone in the field that generally you wouldn't hear or ever know of, actually. Like, I know there'll be some people that follow games and know, like, this is the head creator of this, but then there's people that just follow games and they don't know a lot. Maybe someday they might be like, hey, you know, what's going on with Gone Home? And they have the, you know, the creator gone home and they do an interview. And, like, I love uh content like that getting like insight into the background of a person or you know a genre or like that's stuff like that you just don't hear uh in the pub with your friends um like i love my friends i've had very few friends where we can like you know get nerdy about video games but um that's why i like podcasts because i feel like i'm part of that community i get like what i need from it so yeah like um I'm not saying I'm going to, like, take what they're doing and copy any of it. Like, really, ideally, like, uh, content I'd like to bring on to this would be, like, yeah, like, if I could get someone that's pretty cool and in an industry and they're willing to, like, come on and have, like, a conversation, like, just uh, sit back. We don't, you know, sometimes we don't even have to talk about Dota. We can just talk about things that got them to their life that they're at right now. And that could be, like, even before playing Dota. Um, and the reason because of that is uh, another podcast I listen to is uh, the Nerdist podcast hosted by Chris Hardwick um, who I have to say like 
I, I I've just enjoyed that podcast from the beginning. Um, I listen to it from time to time now, and I I try and keep up with it. Um, it seems actually lately it's actually it's they're not posting so frequently because you know fair play to that guy. He's super super busy and he does a lot of great you know uh, content. Um, but I, sometimes I go back and re-listen to old podcasts where he interviews people like. He had uh, Ron Perlman on the show, and I think that's one of the funniest podcasts I've ever listened to. Um, he had like Tom Holland, who is Spider-Man. Uh, he had Morgan Freeman, which is like one of the... When I'm ever on a long flight and I just want to relax, <laughs> I'll put on that podcast because a lot of that time in that podcast is just Morgan Freeman talking, and which we all know and love. That's just like the most calming, relaxing voice you can listen to. So that's gen- that's generally... Uh, if I'm on a long flight, I'll put on that podcast and just listen to it because he asks very, very good questions as well. And that's something that I, I'm definitely going to look to improve and like, don't ask the question that people already know the answer to because they've been asked this in an interview like every, every time, like ask questions that maybe people don't know about, but don't ask questions that you know that they're not going to be comfortable, um, you know, answering like ask questions that you would actually when you think about like what you'd be curious about like you know you know what was your life like growing up or you know when did you discover like your ability and your talent for this like um because sometimes you think that person is just going to give you the same answer as the other 10 guys but you know that one time you'll get something that is not what you're expecting but something that you will admire um, and if the conversation gets to that point where you can ask those kind of conversations, or sorry, those types of questions, it's it, it, it's it, it, you get like an appreciation that they feel comfortable talking about it. Um, yeah. It, so I hope I'm like making sense of this because sometimes I ramble, and I'm trying to get better at that, which is what I liked about podcasting, actually. When I was podcasting before, <clears throat> I just had a very bad habit of like, I would try and explain something, but I'd miss about 10 things that were like really important to it. So instead of explaining something that should have taken five minutes, it'd be like a minute and then the person wouldn't get the joke or they wouldn't understand what I was on about. I'm very, like, I'm a big culprit of that. Uh, so that's one of the things with podcasting was, you know, you try and be free flowing to a point, but there's just some points that you have to like make sure you nail down um and i think that when i was doing the celtic gamer podcast i had a flow and it worked um but there was also points that i had that i had to hit i'm not going to copy those same points because if i copy those same points they mightn't fit with the kind of content i'm looking to deliver i'm going to cover here so over time i'm hoping that i'll hit those points but they'll come naturally and then they'll just be points that I can go back to in certain uh, situations if I feel like they will be ideal for this part of the conversation stuff. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so where do I go from here? Uh, okay, so I think I've kind of like talked a lot about myself and talked a little bit about the news. I'll try and improve the news segment for next time. Um, yeah, so Dota 2. I still, it's like one of my favorite games, and it's just 
so much fun and I hope it sticks around I'm looking forward to new patch and I'm looking forward to doing content again um, I'm hoping that the content will improve and I'm hoping to get more people on board with coming on and having conversations uh, because that's really what I need I need like it's not only like trying to give you guys content but it's also trying to like uh, fulfill my mm, what's the word fulfill my I suppose need to talk about it because like I said it's just me and Shane O'Mad over here on this little island that was nearly blown away by Storm Ophelia and then Storm Brian tonight so if I'm here in the morning I'll be here to talk more Dota um, but yeah so yeah one of the one of the topics that I want to introduce is talking about uh, either a specific player or maybe not even a player but maybe just someone that's in the scene that right now that uh, you know some weeks it'll be someone that you might have even heard of and then some weeks it might be someone that like well of course you know that person's really hot right now so this week I'm going to talk about uh, someone that's definitely really hot right now um, maybe I brought him up before but yeah so the next segment is going to be me going in and speaking about GH Team Liquid's position 4 who came into the scene in 2017 and just took it by storm so yeah, hope you enjoy it, and um, we're gonna gonna end it here, and then go into that, and yeah, uh, we'll talk to you in a couple of seconds. How's it going, guys? Mitch back here again, and um, we're about to go into the segment of where I pick a Dota 2 personality slash player slash, well, really anything related to Dota, and just talk about them. Um, so this is the first one of these, so obviously work in progress, so feedback is much appreciated. And this week I have decided to take a look at Team Liquid's position 4 player GH and kind of like go into some information that I could find out about him and basically give me give my impers uh, impressions of GH as a player and as an individual in the Dota 2 scene. Um, so let's just start off with like a couple of things that we know. Uh, his real name uh, is Maroon Marhej, um, and GH is based in Lebanon and joined uh, Team Liquid officially in January, uh, the 2nd of January 2017. So that was official roster lock. He replaced Bulba as a position four after Team Liquid failed to qualify for the Boston Major. Um, his first LAN with uh, Liquid and the first time meeting the team in uh, person was the Dream League 2006 in Sweden and that land they went uh, straight through and end up winning and it was a very good like probably motivator for Team Liquid especially after not qualifying for Boston so it was probably also good to uh, say to Team Liquid like yes this guy is a perfect fit obviously there was probably some captaining issues with uh I, I, this is maybe I'm completely wrong, so don't quote me on this. But I, I would just imagine where you have Kuroki, who is a very qualified captain, been coaching for a year, and you have Bulba also, who has been. I'm pretty sure he's been a captain in some teams, but he's also he's always been that person where the captain either he is leading the team or he's just like he's also captaining along with the other captain. So I imagine like I wouldn't say there was like a falling out or anything, but I imagine there's a bit of like you know we should do this, and then there's probably a little bit of. Um, you know, just like they just didn't gel. Uh, so Bulba was released after the Boston Major failed to qualify. GH was a stand-in for the Dream League, um, but from there went on to join the team on the second of January. Um, in a in the video that Team Liquid released after winning TI, they do a kind of like 
uh, from like over a year ago. There is a segment where it has William um, Blitz Dota for anyone that knows him on Twitter or watches his stream. Uh, there's a section in that where he uh, basically goes on about like how he spoke to Kroki about GH and one of the things after when they lost TI uh, he was saying that he brought up to Kroki about I really feel like this guy GH is going to be a good fit for you guys um, mainly because Kroki uh, you can kind of tell he's a kind of quiet guy but I'd say he's a guy that just doesn't like to deal with kind of drama and BS and if anyone's watched any of GH's videos or any of his interviews, you can kind of get the idea of, like, this guy, it doesn't even, you don't even feel like he plays Dota because he's just too nice and he doesn't get, like, tilted or he doesn't really flame or anything. So I think uh, I'd just say, I'd say that, like, that was one of the things that was definitely, like, a thumbs up in the books with Kuroki that, like, this is someone that he can just talk to about Dota and if he tells him that this is what he wants him to do uh, or just tells him, do your own thing and do it well, GH is no problem with doing that, um, and it also helped that a lot of the a lot of the heroes that were in the meta at the time around the Dream League were pretty much GH is like you know uh, heroes that GH was for sure comfortable on. If you watch any of his videos of him playing IO or Coddle or Earthshaker, which were like you know hotly contested during TI and. Even this TI, a lot of times they would ban IO straight up against GH. Um, I watched a good bit of TI this year. I can barely remember if I seen a game where he could get an IO. I know he definitely got a coddle on his hands sometimes, and you would see teams trying to pick up a Night Stalker to counter it, but that never seemed to phase GH. He just knows how to play that hero so, so well. Um, and also the Earth Shaker, and I believe there's a bit of Earth Spirit in there too. So... Yeah, uh, they went on to win Dream League, and and like I said, second January GH was officially uh, introduced to the team. Um, so a couple other things. Uh, this year's uh, TI was basically GH's first ever TI to be at. So similar to when Sumail played for EG, first TI, um, pretty good to turn up to your first TI and win it with your team. I'd say that was definitely uh, definitely a, a nice feeling for him. Whereas there has been people going to TI for years and, you know, have come so close. Uh, like, you know, for example, last year with Misery, he's been to every TI. Felt so bad, like, when they didn't get the finals. Well, they got to the finals, but didn't end up taking down Eho. I was I was there live watching it. Um, but still, it was still a good achievement to get second after all this time. Um, so some facts, like I mentioned, like, uh, probably his main heroes that he plays lately would be Coddle, Io, and Earthshaker. He's very well known for them. And like I mentioned, a lot of teams will just straight up ban and target ban those heroes against him. Like, in the first phase for sure. Like, it's usually first phase bans are against GH, and then second phase bans might be against Miracle or even Mind Control. As we've seen that Mind Control has been fantastic for Team Liquid, uh, his Nature's Prophet was a hotly contested ban as well in the first phase because they would just pick it up even like with the risk of them picking up a Sven to counter it. He just, you know, he said it in if you watch the true side, he just says, fuck them. He doesn't care. He just, he'll play against a Sven even if it is a counter to a Nature's Prophet, which is kind of cool. Um, but yeah, uh, so some of the things about GH and, you know, he, uh, 
He plays for Milan most times, um, mainly because the home internet costs are actually just outrageous. He mentions uh, Toshiba in an interview at the, um, uh, I believe it was a Shanghai major, um, that the uh, the cost of the internets uh, for home use, if you wanted to get 10 megabyte download speeds, uh, it would cost 2 to 3k a month. Now, he didn't say if that was dollars or not, um, but if it's dollars, that's like, that's, um, and I think we spend about 60 euro a month on internet, TV, and, uh, phone, and, yeah, so that's just, that's crazy. Uh, he doesn't mind the net cafes, he quite likes it, he said, mentions, um, he likes playing with, like, some of his friends from net cafes. He said, like, one of the hardest parts, though, is when he did join, like, Team Liquid professionally, obviously he got a lot more notoriety, so there's a lot of people, like, in the cafe sitting behind him watching him play his scrims, um, or some people might come up and, like, you know, say you're GH, kind of talk, and he'd be, like, in the middle of, a like, a scrim. Uh, sometimes as well if they're playing scrims and they lose like you know he's generally a nice person but like sometimes he just doesn't want to talk to people which is understandable you lose a game you kind of want, like just be alone have your thoughts and think about the game it's not like you just play like a, an MMOR match or anything uh, and then like the main one as well that over there apparently in net cafes smoking is not really a banned rule out there so people just light up cigarettes and smoke away um he also went on to mention as well, before it was an issue, but not so bad now because there's a net cafe closer to where he lives. But before he said like it would be like a two hour drive to get like to the closest net cafe, which is pretty insane. Um, yeah, uh, so some other facts I found out uh, about him. Um, he uh, <laughs> he wasn't he is maybe still I'm not too sure now, but like back when he was doing the DEAC, they bring up that like he's a Naga spammer. Um, he likes playing Naga. Uh, he says mainly for him, he likes playing heroes that like are very, very tough to master because he feels like learning those heroes is just going to help him like just be better at like heroes that maybe aren't tough to master. So I presume like if you can like do a Meepo very, very well, I suppose what he's trying to say there is you can basically play Wraith King incredibly well because it's just a two button hero at this stage. It used to be just a one button hero, but now it's a two button hero. Um, one of the funniest things uh, I watched this one so I kind of knew this one going in so I wanted to bring it up um, uh, so when he was in China uh, for DAC um, there was a not an interview but a bit of a skit that Star Action Slacks put together where GH and SCCC from Newbie uh, SCCC is Newbie's mid player and he had to uh, uh, give GH a nickname uh, I can't remember how to pronounce it in Chinese anyway, but basically he had to draw uh, in acrylic art like uh, GH's nickname and then GH had to go and copy the acrylic art um, as best as he could. And he did a very, very good job in it. And then uh, they turned to GH, or no, they turned to uh, C and they're like, uh, oh, so what does this translate to? And then <laughs> GH just goes, go home, bro. Uh, which <laughs> I thought was very, very funny. Um, and of course, GH didn't get insulted at all. He just says, "Yeah, I've gotten that a lot in my pubs and stuff." So, it like, to be honest, probably one of the reasons why I did want to like actually focus more on GH, not because like obviously one of the most prestigious players that's just come on to well, not come onto the scene, but like has impacted in a major way. I'm actually like going to go through uh, Liquipedia and just basically list off all the events that like Team Liquid have just dominated since he joined and like. Officially, the guy hasn't even been with them a year. 
and they just have a lot under their belt. But uh, just from watching interviews, um, the guy just seems like so sound. And like for people that are wondering what sound means in Ireland, we just say sound. That guy's a sound guy, as in he's he's all right. He's pretty cool. He's chill and stuff. Um, yeah, like as well in William Blitzdota's interview, he mentions like that he talked Kuroki about like you know GH. He'd be a perfect fit because the guy is just chill like yourself. Um, as what he was, he was very surprised when he first like you know. He found out about this GH player. He's like, who's this guy that goes by GH? He wants to be like a pro player just playing Magnus mid and and all that stuff. And uh, no, it turns out like two games later, he had him on his team. And he said he was like one of the nice guys talk on the microphone that he didn't flame anyone that like was doing badly or costing them the game. And even if they lost the game, he didn't like flame or anything. He, he understands, I guess he understands more humanity than understanding that losing him and more like yeah losing M more sucks no one likes to lose M more but he doesn't seem to like he doesn't let he doesn't seem to let the anger take over the fact that we're all humans at the end of the day i know i can definitely get like a bit annoyed uh with playing some pubs and you know when people are clearly clearly not like listening or just like just doing what they want like yeah sometimes it can get annoying but this guy doesn't seem to like get upset about it. maybe that's probably why he's so chill all the time he just like it's just a game play it and it seems to work well for him because the guy's 9k and for a guy that's to drive to a net cafe to you know get 9k whereas i can just go down to my living room and play and just lose him more it's very impressive so yeah i, I kind of like i i picked gh i probably um like i said um i will probably come back to it and again and like discuss gh again maybe a couple of months down the line or a year down the line see what has changed and stuff uh because I imagine more more stuff will happen from now until like a year down the line. Uh, hopefully, I'd still like to see him stay in Team Liquid. Like Team Liquid as a team right now, just the team just seems like they gel so well. Like there's no kind of like I'm better than this guy or you're better than me. Like I think like I'm pretty sure Mind Control hit 9k. So like four out of five team players uh, from that team are 9ks. Uh, I'm pretty sure Matoma Man dropped from being 9k went down to 8.5 but i think he went back up again um before ti um kuroki i'm not really sure but i don't think kuroki for being a captain i think you're spending more of your time watching replays and actually getting a chance to play because uh, that's you know i'm not a pro player but i just i would imagine like he does play obviously but i'd say he plays more scrims and then that from those scrims he's just looking back and he's trying to point He's trying to find out, you know, where maybe he went wrong or maybe where the team went wrong. Um, so I wouldn't say 9K is on his mind. Anyway, he's after winning a TI. I'd say he's, I'd say the only thing he's on his mind is like just continue winning. That's one of the things that even like leaning up to TI, like generally you won't see, I've like from what I've noticed in the past anyway, you won't see a lot of teams show their A game before a TI. Like you'll see them like probably fail uh, or lose or they might just go there because they want just a little bit of practice with new heroes whereas i'm pretty sure liquid like won every land leading up to ti i'm nearly i'll find out soon when i go over and look over this but yeah they weren't afraid to like show strats they weren't afraid to like just just win um and you know my eyes looking at it as a spectator i like i like i'd like to see them win but i thought like 
you don't want to like show your hand before TI because like you know their coaches or anything can just go and watch all those games online and be like setting up like counter strategies like you know beat you um but team liquid i guess maybe they just don't think like that maybe they just think like we want to win and that's how we're just going to get better is by winning it definitely paid off um because i mean what else can you win after ti um except for a second ti which is definitely one of the things that croaky mentioned in one of his interviews or i think he just mentioned like you know he'll be back again um but yeah, uh, let me see if there's anything I might have. I have a couple of things here that I've written down that I want to make sure I mention uh, about GH that I could find out. Um, ba -ba 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 -ba. Oh yeah, so in one, in the interview with um, Shiver, he mentions that, uh, yes, he's an August spammer and stuff, and he had a friend on Steam mention uh during a game say don't pick naga now i don't know whether the friend was on the enemy team and just didn't want to, have to deal with like losing to a naga or possibly he was just on his own on his team too but just didn't want to see any more naga spamming from him but apparently the guy unfriended him on steam and just said you're a dirty naga spammer um shiver asked him you know do you feel dirty playing naga he just his reply back to it's part of the game and that's you know he's dead right like like yes people are going to spam the cancerous heroes like Venno, like you know necro because they're powerful and they want to get really good at them like i know we mentioned already earlier on in the show that you know uh, it, that's the meta like you got to play the meta because they're the powerful ones you can't play something that's not in the meta or maybe you can play it but it works well with something else that people aren't seen or maybe just people haven't practiced or maybe it's just too hard to pull off um so yeah, uh, let's see uh, what else we got here. Um, that's really it, actually. There's not a lot other than like the thing I'm gonna do now is mention, uh, like let's see tournaments. Like this is how it looks right now. So I'm just over in Liquipedia. Um, so tournaments that they've been to, uh, they have. He's competed in 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 tournaments with Liquid since uh, Dream League back in the 26th of the 11, 2016, which is obviously less than a year ago. Not too long left, though, for a year. Uh, and they've won 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 of those. Came second in 2, and then the worst was Kiev Major, where they placed 5th to 8th position. Uh, they lost to IG Vitality in that. So, yeah, like ever since uh, GH has joined that team, it's just been solid performance uh, at every event they've went to. Also, like one of the things that seem to be common after every TI is like the winning team will take a break for a while, obviously well-deserved. Um, and when they come back, if they stay the same team, or maybe they might switch it up, uh, they generally don't perform like too well because like after like playing so much Dota after year, you want to take a break. But uh, yeah, Ti uh, after Ti the Star Ladder I League Invitational Season Three, they took first place at that, uh, beating Mineski. That was actually a pretty good game. Um, Mineski are a team now that are looking very very strong. Also, uh, with Mushi and Ice 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 on that team, uh, any team that Ice 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 is on, I always like just watching them because. Even if it's like during the game or just like during the draft and they just put the camera on ice ice ice, it's just there's gonna be something fun to watch. 
that guy is just hilarious um but yeah so i kind of i've already been true about like kind of why i chose gh uh to be this week's kind of player spotlight or whatever we call this um I think he's like since coming onto the scene, he's just impressed a lot of people. A lot of people are banning against him in like the first phase. Uh, <clears throat> a lot of people seem to like the guy, um, and that probably <laughs> annoys some people too. That this guy, he's so lovable, but you play against him and you hate him, but then you can't hate him afterwards because he's just too nice. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, I hope uh, you guys enjoyed the segment. Obviously. This segment is going to, I'm going to try and improve uh, for weeks coming up uh, after this. Uh, if you guys want me to cover someone that I think that I might ever overlook, please let me know. You can tweet at me at Diddy Mitch or you can email in to uh, irishdota2podcast at gmail.com and let me know. Because uh, there's definitely going to be some guys out there that maybe I might overlook or maybe someone that's like, you know, just joined like i'll be honest like a chinese uh, scene i don't know uh, too much over there um so if there's someone over there that maybe i'm completely overlooking uh please let me know i will try and cover all aspects i'm not going to just focus on europe or you know america because that's kind of seems like too easy like i definitely want to like uh focus on someone like i find someone like s triple c absolutely fascinating i think like from like stories i've heard and just watching interviews and just maybe actually interviews with his team that just say like when you're playing with s triple c during matches he'll just start singing just like to motivate the team to just you know play better or he's very good at like you know oh we're you know we're losing now but maybe like in a couple of minutes we can come back with a good team fight like he seems to be like a very good motivator for that team um so yeah i uh, hope you enjoyed um like i said it's an, it's going to hopefully improve going forward. I won't be as nervous doing this. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. And yeah, probably going to cut back to finish off the podcast with like uh, some something. So stay tuned for the next part of the podcast. All right, guys. I just want to say thank you very much for listening to the episode one of the Irish Dilla 2 podcast. Um, if you want to stay up to date with like everything that's going on with the podcast and like information or maybe just start conversations online uh we do have a twitter page it's uh irish dota 2 pod i believe can't fit podcast into twitter handle unfortunately um so i just thought pod would still be fine because it'll actually come up in the searches um myself i'm on twitter i'm under at diddy mitch on twitter so if you want to follow me directly please feel free uh, we do have our Facebook page, which is Irish Dota 2 Podcast. Uh, no YouTube page of yet, but they'll probably I'll probably set one up as well. I'm not sure what I'll be putting up there, um, but hopefully in the future I will have some content, which will be video form. So if you want to give that a follow, probably next week uh, for that podcast, I'll have that up. Um, we are on SoundCloud. That's where we're hosting the podcast over there, but we'll also be uh, directing the feed to iTunes. So you can, if you want to subscribe over on iTunes and Possibly, if you like the podcast, give us a star rating. would be much appreciated. Um, and again, just want to say thank you very much for listening. Um, feedback as well would be much appreciated. If there's something about the podcast you thought that you didn't like, please let me know. Something you thought that you liked but wasn't potentially there but with some tweaks, 
please let me know. For feedback, it's probably better to email it. Um, if you email irishdota2podcast at gmail.com, that'll come into our email box, and I'll be going through that during the week uh, leading up to the next podcast, and I can include any information as well. Um, as a, I don't know how I'm going to sign this off, but uh, again, thank you. Uh, have a good week, and go out there and play some Dota 2. used in this episode was recorded and all rights are owned by Ben Sound. If you're interested in listening to any more of their music, you can check it over at bensound.com.